0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Eval Edge, a podcast series by the European Evaluation Society that focuses on cutting-edge topics in evaluation. Uh, I'm Valentine Gandhi, I'm your host today, and I'll be your host jointly with my colleague, Elena Lepo and Leah Corsetti.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Today, we are delighted to have with us in our virtual studio, Mr. Fabrizio Felloni. Fabrizio is the Deputy Director of the Independent Office of Evaluation, within the International Fund for Agricultural Development. He develops operational policies and methodologies to enhance the independence and effectiveness of the independent evaluation function. He also conducts corporate level evaluations and ensures that high quality professional work by creating an enabling environment and coaching of the staff and sets quality standards for their outputs. So, welcome Fabrizio and we look forward to speaking with us today.
2: Thank you, I'm very glad to be here, and thank you for inviting me, and uh, thank you for your kind introduction.
1: Yes Fabrizio, nice to have you in this virtual studio. So during this podcast episode, uh, we will ask you about IFAD experience in using innovative technologies, namely geospatial data and analysis in IFAD evaluation. IFAD recently have issued a guidelines on geospatial tools and applications to support independent office of evaluation. So as far as I know, um, EFID, the Independent Office of Evaluation uh, has been applying and using geospatial data already for a while. And yet, I noticed that in the guidelines, uh, you mentioned that applications of those technologies is still in its initial stage. So therefore, to start the discussion, could you please briefly introduce EFOD and the IFAD Independent Evaluation Office to our listeners and share your motivation to issue these guidelines and maybe mentioning some factors which could hold uh, evaluators uh, back from applying those technologies more widely.
2: With pleasure. So first of all, for those who might not be familiar with our organization, IFAD is International Fund for Agricultural Development, and it funds uh, development projects in uh, rural areas through mainly through loans uh, and to a lesser extent through grants. So that's the entity, uh, the uh, IFAD Nature, and it is an international financial institution and a member of the United Nations. Our office is an independent office. We don't report to management, we report to the board, and we conduct evaluation at the project level. We conduct evaluation at the country level. We also conduct evaluation of thematic nature at the corporate level. Um, Our interest in uh, using geo-based tools for evaluation, Started a few years ago, and to be precise, the first ones, the first application were in 2017, and one of them was used to compare the deforestation rates in uh, states uh, in Mexico that were supported by a project. Versus states, that were not supported by the project, showing that it was a big difference. And in the states supported by the project, deforestation was lower. Of course, it could not be attributed to the project, but it was a further element in the uh, in the evaluation, showing that what the project had been able to do. In general, I would like to say that our take is that geo-based uh, tools are important. They are not a panacea, and they're additional to other evaluation techniques, traditional techniques. So it's not really revolutionizing yet the way they conduct evaluation. More in general, it does not yet revolutionize the way in which other organizations are conducting evaluations. It is an important complement. We cannot ignore it. Um, As to the uh, reasons why uh, people may be held back from using these uh, tools, I can see uh, a few factors. One of them might be the nature of a project. So uh, there might be uh, projects that are that adopt uh, more easily these techniques, for example, are more amenable to this. For example, project that have produced visible uh, infrastructure that can be seen as it were from the sky. And uh, another project where instead you, you don't, you, there's not less is visible from the sky. You can think of a micro enterprise project, perhaps there's less to be seen from, from, the, from a satellite, for example, than, than other type of projects. There's also other reasons, for example, some projects may not be georeferenced. So when you're looking for the sites, a priori, with visiting them, you, you might not find them very easily unless they're clearly documented in the documentation. Sometimes that's not the case. Also, there are simpler reasons. For example, many evaluators think that the data are not aware of the data that exists, uh, geodata and the database, which can be accessed at low or no cost in order to have information on a project. Uh, some of them may think it's particularly expensive, which is not, but we have to dispel sometimes these uh, assumptions. And um, sometimes we, we don't have, uh, we're not yet uh, been able to formulate the question, uh, evaluation question, in such a way that geodatabase help us respond. And sometimes, let me allow this, there is a little bit of some uh, conservativism because we have colleagues who have not been exposed to this technology, don't know how to use it, and they have a little bit of resistance sometimes to it, which is not <laughs> Uh, based on 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 any reason of cost or feasibility, it's just a matter of I've never done it. So that's why we also we need manuals or guidelines that help people uh, introduce uh, to the uh, to the topic with a little bit of an uh, easy landing.
1: Thank you, Fabrizio. I will pass my word to Gandia to Valentin. You will cut it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Fabrizio, I think you raised an important point about how. Uh, geospatial data or innovations like this are used in harmony with traditional methods. But oftentimes, even though we try to do that as evaluators, these can be hard because MNE as a, as a field itself is largely designed to be very linear in nature and doesn't give room for agility. But integrating uh, tools such as geospatial with traditional accountability-based evaluations can be hard. But could you, from your experience, share how the Independent Office of Evaluation operate in using these innovative methods. How do you bring this together? To, I mean, how do you marry this together? We have
2: selected a relatively simple and humble approach, I would like to say, because we have not discontinued the traditional practice of conducting evaluation. So we still think, for example, that the best way is to go there, see and talk to people. So uh, in addition, and in meaning interviewing, conducting interview, conducting focus groups and sometimes a mini survey, so that's uh, the best one. But certainly, the um, availability of data from geobased tools allow us to look at things we were not able to look at before. Let me give you an example. You want to know a bit more about the management of natural resources, well, you can have some information by conducting interviews, but if you can also have, uh, are able to compare the uh, satellite image of a site now, with what was, let's say, five or six years ago, you can have a sense of what has happened to the uh, vegetable uh, vegetative cover, for example, to the, to the forest. Has it been a, a, a very depleted forest? If it was a forest, of course. Or something um, else. For example, you may have an irrigation project. You want to see what the cropping uh, patterns are now and what the cropping patterns were before. So after irrigation, you can see new crops have been introduced. Or uh, there's been a more differentiation of the crops grown. The, there's new patterns of rotation. So these are the type of things that you can appreciate better. And you can also compare with uh, with what people are saying when you interview them, when you conduct mini-service or, or other type of interactions. So that's something, we, it's additional. And for example, nowadays, we want to know more and more about uh, climate change and the effect it has on communities and what the communities are doing in order to become more resilient to, to climate change. So this gives us far more evidence than we used to have before through interviews. Let me say that also the approach that we have taken is relatively simple. So what we try to do is to look for solutions that have relatively low cost and involve limited inputs from external specialists. We do not have in our office a specialist in G, uh, in. Uh, geographic information system or geo tool as a staff member all the time. What we do do is we hire consultants for short collaboration and they help us uh, with this. So uh, what we do is can be done with a little cost. It's doable, it's feasible within the budget that we typically have for a project evaluation or for a country program evaluation. And so our, ma- our guidelines um, that we have produced on using uh, Geo based tool are uh, helping people become more aware of what is already available, what type of information you can gather uh, from, from, uh, from these tools, and in a way uh, that, that they would be able to do it, um, to, con- to conduct them as a part of the uh, evaluation at project level or a county program level. I'll give you an example of what can be done very simply. When we go to the field, we visit sites, and it's very simple at no cost, you can take simply the GIS coordinate of a site then with maybe with the help of of a specialist and for a very short period you can simply uh, look at what is in the database about the sites for you might look at soil characteristics for example the the uh, uh, quality of the soil you can look as i said before at vegetative uh, cover of the soil and see what changes have, have happened for example last year we conducted an evaluation and we want we have a suspect suspicion that the the quality of soil was a problem. Uh, what we could do is simply looking at the GIS coordinates. We found that they, uh, we were able to track them uh, through a, an existing database, so no cost at all to, uh, to to do that. And we were able to see, for example, that the carbon content of the soil was very low in in uh, in, in this era. So it confirmed what the interviews had, had told us, had, in a way. Uh, the clue that we received from, from interacting with, with cooperatives in that case, and we found that, in fact, they, uh, they, there wasn't a uh, low-carbon uh, low uh, content in the, in the soil as a consequence of the absence of good practices to uh, manage the fertility of soil. So that's just an example, no cost, but it, uh, uh, in a way, corroborates uh, what you have found through other traditional evaluation techniques.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you for those uh, excellent ideas. At EES, we are big fans of uh, simple approaches and frugal innovation, as you mentioned. Uh, Before I hand over to my colleague, uh, just one follow-up question. Uh, At IOE, obviously, you have uh, structured support systems uh, and you hire consultants. But let's say we are a small evaluator based in the global south or an NGO, which is trying to start out a small, could be on agriculture or livelihoods. Where would be a good starting point?
2: I would say that uh, if they want to use geo-based tools, um, I think they are relatively affordable, and in in my in my experience, they don't really even a small evaluation unit, uh, even w- without a, a, a big budget, they should they should be able to to do it, and and because in many cases it, it requires the intervention of an external specialist for a relatively uh, short amount of time. The good news here is that in the curriculum of studies of relatively uh, of the younger generation, so those who are exiting now from masters and PhD programs, this uh, uh, use of of, uh, of GIS technique is becoming part of their uh, university curriculum. So you will find more and more among the young generation that are able to do it. So I, I think this is a, a good sign uh, uh, because you have more people who are conversant with, with techniques and, and, uh, and so they, that's by me easier for for uh, a even a small NGO or um, in in the south to to hire one of them. The other good news is that we have more and more uh, databases in uh, in on the on the uh, on the website, more and more app- applications that you can access for free. So what was uh, to be paid for, uh, let's say uh, five eight years ago, now most of it is 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 uh, is now free. So. I can see by, by looking at these two trends, uh, more people who are conversing with the technique and more data available for free, I would say it's becoming um, more and more uh, affordable affordable to all evaluators uh, around the world.
1: Um, thank you, Fabrizio. Um, the guidelines um, have many examples of concrete applications uh, with uh, like explanations and also mentioning uh, those sources of cost-effective uh, and open source technologies. Uh, Maybe you can um, just give uh, some examples, uh, some flavor for our uh, listeners uh, about those uh, open sources and cost-effective geospatial techniques.
2: Yeah, I can name three of them. One of them is Global Forest Watch, and that's of interest for those who uh, work on natural resource management particularly, uh, and they're interested in, in effects such as, well, even detrimental effects such as deforestation or uh, looking at programs that instead have um, promoted the conservation of forest and, and regrowth, sometimes reforestation, or even afforestation when forest was uh, cover was not there before. Another one, a set of, of tools, is called Geomap. And that one allows you, has a lot of sub-databases uh, that uh, are embedded. And, and this one is quite useful when you have a GIS coordinate that you can collect yourself when you're visiting the field and you want to see later. A- bit more about the soil characteristics, soil cover, and also about satellite images. Another one is also called folio. Uh, my suggestion, uh, though, and allow me to do a little bit of uh, self-advertising here, but is to take a look at also at the uh, guidance that we have prepared, which uh, puts together an idea of what the sources are, but also what we try to do is to match the sources with evaluation question and the criteria. But that's an interesting point, because you can have a technology, but the technology works if you know how to use it, or if you have some questions or problems that you have to solve. So first put your questions and problems there, then use technology. So we try to match the two. And what we did is, is a relatively simple contribution. It's open, uh, it's an open source, also our, our guidance. And the idea is that uh, in the future we might also want to upgrade it when we find also more and more database uh, available that would be used by other colleague and fellow evaluators. So uh, that's what I would do. And uh, and in general, um, the, there's a big flexibility of use of these tools. You can use them, for example, before you sample. When you have a survey, you want to see the characteristics of the areas that you are sampling, that uh, you, com- you, you can compare uh, those um, with project was without. Are they in the same agroecological areas? Do we have the same uh, salient characteristics? And some of the satellite uh, images and uh, and database uh, can help you do that, or you can use them to compare before and after uh, the same site, or you simply can look at the uh, quality of uh, of the soil just to see whether there's a problem there. So as you can see, it can be used for evaluation. It can also be used obviously for uh, design, uh, for project design.
0: Thank you, uh, Robert Zio. I think you answered this uh, with a lot of excellent examples i mean as as a closing note uh, just want to reiterate uh, your the benefits that you've seen so far uh, i mean the guideline came it, it lists a lot of great examples and you you've listed a few but just as a closing statement uh, for those of us who are trying to utilize this or evaluators out there listening to this you know ifad's mission is really to transform rural economies food systems and, and so on so as an independent office of evaluation, using geospatial data with traditional evaluation, what has been this one key message that you would say is is a key benefit of combining these two?
2: I think it's, we have access to uh, information and we are able to deal with evaluative questions that we were not able to deal in a satisfactory uh, manner before. and And this is particularly for, as I said, for natural resource management and climate change. For these two, we didn't used to have very good data. Now we have better data. Something else that we can think of doing in the future is also uh, making our field visit more cost-effective. With this data, we can also plan our field visit better in advance. For example, we can look at at the the type of sites that the project has supported, the characteristics. And instead of having uh, longer uh, field missions, we can have more focused field missions. I remember a situation, sorry if I take a bit of time, but I remember a situation 15 years ago when we visited uh, a high number of earth dams in Ghana because we have a suspicion that were not well built. And uh, had we had uh, these tools at the time, we could have focused on a sample of these uh, earth dams and could have uh, found exactly, uh, reached exactly the same finding at a fraction of the cost and a fraction of the time that we spent looking at there, so uh, in a way, more data, but also a, a way to better plan uh, our our missions or better plan our service if we are considering planning a survey.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Fabrizio, for this excellent uh, and innovative, with clear examples on the use of geospatial data with evaluation. Uh, this was the end of our podcast with uh, Mr. Fabrizio Felloni, the Deputy Director of uh, Evaluation of the Independent Evaluation Office. And we are very grateful for your time. And thank you for joining us. Also to listeners for uh, tuning in. We hope you will join us for next episodes.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. And of course, uh, I believe that you have issued other episodes on, on this item. So I, I think the readers uh, will, will also... Uh, take a look at at those ones and and complement and also perhaps uh, take a look at also our guidelines
0: absolutely
1: thank you Fabrizio
0: thanks to you thank you